listening to Omnis Protocol. I am Charles, also known as Omnis, and even though I'm not fully 100% healthy, I hope that my voice is not too scratchy for this episode. And joining me is Simon, aka Vodka Blitz, putting up with me. What's going on, man? Came back not too long ago from a small tournament in a city not too far away from mine. Uh, went 3-0, was nice. super fine. Uh, folks were great. Um and uh, it was a good uh, first testing ground for the LVO roster I'm bringing. Very nice, very nice. So did you, did you actually play your LVO roster, or just kind of like a slight variation? Or uh, I played what's my current list for LVO. Okay. I'm still not set in stone, but so far I like what I have. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, listeners. Well, what Simon and I are going to do today is kind of do a kind of a State of the Union X Men roundtable. You know, I originally had some concept for this episode that might have also included Ghost Deer and um, Jesse from Fury's Finest, but I have been sick kind of all week, and so I'm happy this is getting out of the way before LVO and. I can yep. be totally done with this and, and healthy for Vegas. <laughs> that sounds wonderful. Yep. Um, happens every once in a while. So this isn't, isn't going to be the full grandiose thing that I originally imagined, but I think Simon and I will still have a, a fun time with this. So, Simon, I think we should start with, um, you know, I want to say elephant in the room. I want to come the up Wolverine with some clever, yeah, some clever snicked pun or something, but I, I just don't have it at the moment. But um, <laughs> obviously, um, you know, X-Men had not gotten an actual in-affiliation release since January of 22. So we yep. had gone, you know, uh, 10, 11 months, you know, with uh, releases that impacted us, but not an affiliation release. And then... Logan hits, and even when we saw the card, we didn't know if he was going to be affiliated or not, and then he was. And so I think one of the big questions, one of the big conversation points has just been, like, how how impactful is Logan? Um, Simon, do you want to start things off? What are, what are your thoughts after playing Logan a bit now? Yeah, um, I'm about 25, maybe 30 games in with Logan yet, uh, and, like, I'm going to start out of gates with a really hot take, I think he redefines how we need to think about X-Men. Straight up. Um, and my starting point for this is actually, I think, uh, Ghost Deer made the analogy, which I think is just, like, spot on, is Logan is your four-threat beast for X-Men. He's just your workhorse, he gets everywhere, gets everything you need to do, and he's just, like, really really incredible uh, I was a little down on him when uh, I saw his card initially especially since we didn't know if he was affiliated or not uh, but now that we do have him and I and that I've put him on the table like a fair amount uh, I was really mistaken and uh, holy crap is he good <laughs> Yeah, I, I think you and I are in a, a similar spot where, obviously, when I first saw the card, didn't know if he was going to be affiliated. I was kind of frustrated by the, the AMG comment that he wasn't going to be affiliated, and I didn't really know what to think. And so I didn't 
I didn't start dojoing him in X-Men because I wasn't even sure if I was going to buy the box. Then when we like saw the affiliation list, I'm like, all right, now I'm now I'm all in. This is a new X-Men thing. Like, I'm like, I'm just going to test it out for better or worse. And I went into it thinking he seems fine. He seems like an alternative to Rogue. Not better. I, I'm In my head, I thought this is going to be a decent alternative to playing Rogue so that if someone loves Logan, you'll be able to choose him over Rogue and not feel bad about it. Or play him, like, and he's not going to, like, you know, maybe he's not as good as Black Panther or something like that, but if you play him as one of your, you know, your other fours after Rogue, you're not going to feel like your list was held back. And that was kind of what I saw on paper when I saw him. Like, this is a solid character, um, probably not the best, but still still solid um and then honestly outside of one game since the new crisis cards have come out i've played logan in every game even when i wasn't playing x-men i played an asgard game with him because i just wanted to see how that worked out um and uh yeah asgard's not great but logan can carry it he's good enough (laughs) um but uh yeah my my big takeaway is something that you i don't think you can tell just by looking at his card but um his math just works Yes. Right, I just there's so many times when he just perfectly dazes a character or just perfectly gets to where he needs to go, and it's just it, there's so many little numbers on his card, like the fact that it's range three for both of his attacks, the the fact that he gets to place afterwards, the fact that his spender costs four, four. The, the fact throw that it costs three, like, yeah, it, just everything lines up so well. It just you know you we there's so many X Men characters that we've played over the years right that always feel like they're one off from being able to do the thing that they want to do right Storm can feel that way a lot of the time I love my Storm but you know she there's so many times you're like all right I'm gonna spend three and then I'm gonna be able to like uh, get a six dice attack in and then okay well I have the power to like the six dice attack again and then maybe I can throw and you're just like one short or you like go yeah. for the six dice attack and then you don't get enough power to do a six dice on the second one it just the math is always just seems like it's off by one or two and a lot of x-men feel that way logan's the opposite where i feel like i'm always hitting the key power that i want it's like oh i have the power to attack this character throw and be able to like pick up the extract or like i can always it just feels like all right i attack and then i have just enough power to like build her over these guys and pick up an extract afterwards or interact with a secure or like it just feels like he always has the exact number that he needs um or a little bit extra and you know he, he certainly still dies um yeah. And that's something that uh, it's definitely made me a little bit more conscientious about when I play Exceptional Healing. Um, yeah. Because my very first game with him, it was like the first attack into him, my opponent's X-23 one-shot him. And I was like, well, Exceptional Healing, do that again. And then she did it again. Yep. And so I played Exceptional Healing and got nothing out of it because <laughs> he still died. Yep. Um, but uh, he came back, and that was probably my worst game with him of all the games that I've played um, was that one, and he was still fine. Um, so overall, I, I think I agree with you, Simon, that um, he he maybe even redefines X-Men more than we even know at the moment. Yeah. Like, there may be other builds that he's going to inspire that are going to work because of him 
And that's kind of the direction that I've been exploring with lists, because obviously I don't have to play an LVO. You guys are going to have to, like, do all that stress. I'm yeah. going to have the stress of running it. And um, I was even just before this, uh, working on the uh, the bracket system and Longshanks and testing things out and sending feedback to Red Sam about how perfect we can get it for, for all of you nerds. But, um, yeah, Logan's real exciting. And I would... I would go so far as to say, if you love playing X-Men, like, the box is worth it. (laughs) Even if you don't want the terrain, like, man, just put the, offer the terrain up for sale. Some people are going to buy that stuff. It's a box that you could probably split, especially since uh, Apex Predator is also a great character. Like, you could do 50-50 on that box with someone who wants Apex Predator, for instance. Yeah, I mean, even, like... You could probably find people willing to pay ten or fifteen dollars for the motorcycle. Yep. You know that want that for terrain projects. Like, you you could easily pull some Work money back out. from it. Yeah. You know, and especially like if it is a stressful purchase, maybe that's one that you get from like Discount Games Inc. or something, and you you enjoy a little bit of discount on it to like cut down that cost a little bit, something like that. But uh, man, I just I almost don't know how you play X Men right now if you're not playing Logan. Like it just it almost feels like a different affiliation. Yeah, I, I would go, like, as far as to say, like, it. Uh, what I really loved so far is that it gives you an alternative, uh, uh, quote-unquote, expensive core, right? So, uh, what I've been experimenting on, uh, especially early on and when I was, like, brewing for LVO, is uh, building around a core of uh, 11 threats, so Storm, Rogue, and Logan. Uh, because before Logan came out, I found myself Rogue was the... Uh, the X-Men I played the most uh, when I was tracking my games besides Storm. And, like, both Rogue and Logan are relatively resilient. They have good action economy. They have a nice suite of superpowers. And uh, what it lets you do is, at 17, uh, you can splash for two, uh, three threats. So uh, we'll get into that a little bit later, but I think the, the leeway it uh, gives you as an alternative way to build with a slightly more expensive core is uh, super interesting. I, I think I agree with all those points and uh, I would just add that I think one of the most interesting things about Logan for us is not only is a really solid four threat character mm-hmm. but he also feels like a four threat that might still be best in X-Men, right? Rogue is a great four threat but Rogue is not at her best in X-Men. Ooh, I think I don't agree with that. I think she's at her best in X-Men. I mean, I I, I think that's a... I don't think it's that weird to say that Rogue, when she's at places that improve her power economy, that's better than being an X-Men. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I I mean, that's like... I mean, she's still really good in X-Men. I'm not saying she's not. Yeah, absolutely. you know, when you're like when she's always charging on turn one with like Steve or she's got Magneto, yeah. so she's like powering up and doing a bunch of stuff or like She Hulk. You know, that's what I mean. Like there's some places where Rogue feels stupid. Yeah. Right? But I'm not sure anyone makes Logan more stupid than Storm X Men. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I think we can we agree on that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's just like uh, wait, when you have a game, you're like, all right, I'm going to me my X-Men Logan forward, and then he's going to hop, and then he's going to double attack and kill, like, three characters, like, when it didn't look like he was in range to attack anything, it's just, uh, man. And it's just like, he just doesn't do that anywhere else, at least yeah. nothing that I've experimented with so far, so. All right, well, I think that's probably enough, like, Logan-specific chatter, unless you had anything else you wanted to add there, Simon. 
No, I think, like, he's probably the most impactful release X-Men had, uh, in my opinion, since at least Juggernaut. And, like, yes, the box is pricey and, like, if if money's an issue or something, like, don't force yourself to get it. But, in my opinion, he's, at least as far as I'm concerned, right now, a key piece, a key defining piece in X-Men. Yeah, I mean, like like we said with the box, if you don't want all the terrain and stuff, maybe see whoever whoever runs events in your area. Maybe you work out something with them and like get them some extra terrain, or maybe even if you've got like a commission painter or something, maybe you see if like, hey, if I give you this terrain, like, would you paint one of my models, yep. you know, for free or something? You know, I, I think you could still work some stuff out. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's really cool, and I'm really. I found myself just staring at my Weapon X board last night because I finally got, like, the last piece of terrain ready where I felt like it was playable. It was, like, 11.30 at night. I'm like, I should be getting ready for bed. I'm just looking at how cool this table looks. <laughs> and I'm just excited to, like, have Logan some people on it. Yeah. Um, okay, well, let's move on to the next topic. So um, crisis cards are obviously a big discussion point right now. And I think this is, if you're not an X-Men player, I think this may be the most important question for you to listen to on this episode, because X-Men seems strong enough on some crisis cards that maybe other people shouldn't be playing what we're good at. Like it's, it's almost to that point, if not past that point. Um, Simon, I'll let, I'll let you lead off again. Um, where, where do you think people should be leaning with, uh, let's do, let's do secures at the moment. Yeah. Keep it, keep it simple. Um, where do you think X-Men players should be leaning with secures right now? Uh, I think, uh, they should uh, keep playing to their strengths. Like first class has been a staple since the affiliation came out. Uh, and I think right now, uh, as opposed to the, uh, before the crisis change, I think there's very few, in my opinion, arguments to not like uh, play the same three um, secures as before. Like you always had that third one besides Mutant Madman and Spider Portal that you could like tack against a meta or like that X Men could play around with. And right now, I think, uh, especially with Logan, uh, Sword for me cements itself as like the third secure you're playing. Um, gotcha. Because there's key distances between points. So, for instance, Logan, especially with his uh, builder, can uh, basically always almost double attack and try to flip consoles. And that's just, like, crazy good. (laughs) Especially if you have access to his throw. It's just, like, really nuts. You get uh, diceless displacement with his throw, then uh, you can place yourself before you throw, so you place yourself next to the console throw the model, and it's, like, just crazy action efficient, uh, action economy. And um, also, since uh, Beast, for me, is also a big role player, since um, the new sword consoles are uh, close enough apart that a, a medium base, medium moving model can hop uh, between almost any one uh, on the map. So, like, uh, Beast can always move, try to flip, um, and just like hit people. He can try to flip as mu- as many as like three consoles in a turn, which is like bonkers. Um, if he has the power, obviously. Uh, 
Uh, yeah. So I think like with the leadership and all the action economy you have access to, like sword is just crazy good at the moment. Yeah, I, I will say I, I differ a little bit. Like, I remember when I first started thinking about this, I thought maybe there's a chance that Mutant Mad Men comes out, right? Because that is something that I've noticed um, as the year was going on. I felt like there were a lot of teams that were still pretty good on Mad Men, right? Yeah. Like, S.H.I.E.L.D.'s still really good on it. You know, Avengers still solid. Yeah, like, it it was one that it it felt like it was inching closer and closer towards most rosters had a good build for Mutant Madman. Now, it still, like, totally screws Convocation. Um, And so there was a thought going into it, like, maybe, maybe is it Portal, Sword, Meteors? Um, But I will say, uh, where I'm at so far is I'm still leaning um, exactly what I was playing before, which was... Uh, portals, madmen, and meteors. Yeah. I like meteors just a little bit more right now. I don't know if I'm going to stay that way. I could still see myself shifting to match your view, Simon. Um, my concern with sword um, in my testing is that it does seem like it has some potential to just get away from me because there's a lot of gunline teams and whatnot. Like it can just be brutal. Like there can just be really key spikes. Everything's close enough together. It, it just it does seem like it could be one where uh, I feel like I could lose a key game because someone just had a really good dice turn and then I just could not come back from it because they scored too many points, they pushed me off a point, everything was close together, I was losing characters. I, I just have a little bit of concern there, but there's also a high probability that X-Men just does that to everyone else on Sword. So Yeah, like, you know. even on the, like, turns that were harder for X-Men, the fact that there's an even number of them now means you can, uh, at least on the, like, on your, on the turn your, the opposing player swings back at you, work towards parity so that no one gets the push. And yeah. for me, that is a big uh, key point, just because now Sword can be scored up to four VPs, and that, for me, makes the whole difference between it and Meteors, right? So, uh, since Meteors is also not uh, all or nothing, uh, more often than not, you're going to end up 2-1, which I've found against, like, especially attrition teams, uh, really hard to deal with. Um, I really like the new shape of uh, Meteors for X-Men. I think it works uh, super well in their favor. Uh, but I found it a little too slow for my taste. Yeah, and I, and I can see that. I obviously would wish that it was, you know, more some some way to score more. Like maybe the middle was worth two or something. Yeah. Um, something that increases that score a little bit would be would be kind of cool. But um, but yeah, I, I I can certainly feel that. Um, I will say um, if you're out there and you're thinking that you want to drop one of these for one reason or another, like just say your meta is super good at mutant madmen, right? Or you're just really unconfident in your uh, sword game or, or something, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, the the non-pay-to-flip of choice has kind of switched, in my opinion. Whereas I think I used to think that if I were going to take a non-pay-to-flip, that it probably would, would be Infinity Formula. Mm-hmm. I think I'm now in the camp that I would much rather play Extremist Console. I think Logan is so stupid on Extremist Console. <laughs> <laughs> um, like... 
I, I I would probably be perfectly like I if I saw an X Men roster and like their third crisis was extremist console, I wouldn't even really bat an eye. I think it's it's solid enough that there there could be uh, there could be there could be lists that actively choose to run that or maybe even choose to run triple D's. Like I could maybe yeah. see that there could be an X Men roster that runs Portals, Cosmic Invasion, and Extremists. Like I think that could be a thing. I don't know exactly what that roster looks like yet, but. Um, that that I think is is possible. What 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 are your thoughts there? Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, I think uh, I agree with you on this. I think uh, before I uh, I was already on the camp uh, in the camp that these uh, the was always a great shape for X Men, uh, whether it's extremists or uh, cosmic portals. Uh, I also think Infinity Formula scales uh, above average with X Men. Uh, I don't think it's we have some power hungry characters yeah like um rogue can do anything she wants with the extra power um same for storm storm being able to throw every turn or every other turn is uh pretty solid like it elevates still a fair amount of characters you want to play um but for these, uh, there's a one point I want to bring. I think D is a great shape for X-Men, and I think the um, team that would run Triple D would probably now run uh, Corset Peter Parker. Yeah, very, very possibly could. Well, that brings up, well, since we're talking about Splash characters, let's, let's do that one next. Yeah. Um, so... Um, I guess I'll leave this one off a little bit. Um, I've been trying out a bunch of different splash characters. You know, I'm, I'm testing out Medusa at the moment. I've been playing quite a bit with Strucker. Um, just trying things, just kind of trying to make sure I'm approaching things with fresh eyes and not just always playing the exact same stuff. Yeah. Um, and I will say um, I have kind of locked myself in. I really like with this new extract environment. Oh, I guess we, we, we kind of skipped over extracts. All right. We'll go back to that one in just a second. (laughs) Um, I, uh, my rule for myself is build my roster with a three threat long mover and a four threat long mover. (laughs) And so, um, Black Panther or Sabretooth have been my two favorite long movers for X-Men, maybe even leaning still towards Sabretooth. Um, I think the healing factor has been really good. Yep. Another character that can use exceptional healing. Um, but I like Black Panther a lot, too. He's mm-hmm. he's still a super value character. Um, I could easily see in the roster either of those being a, a, a top splash character for X-Men. Um, and then three threat long movers gets really interesting. Um, yes. And I think there's a lot of really viable choices here. Um, and I've been... I played a fair amount of Zemo right in kind of the middle of 2022, and then I shifted away from it. Um, and I'm experimenting with him again. Um, I'm not sure I'm settled into it, but I think he's something that overall I very rarely see in X-Men rosters, and he is very good. Yep, Zemo's still an excellent character. Uh, um, no what about you? What, what have been your splash characters of choice lately? Uh, the... One I tried that I really there's uh, three or four long uh, three threat long movers that I've been trying recently. Uh, as I was saying with both Logan and Rogue, you can look for maybe a little more splash three. So I've been experimenting with that. Um, the two specific that got my attention, uh, especially with the new meta, 
is uh, Mystique. She's always been good. Deception, always a strong card. Uh, she gains fair defensive buffs between uh, cover and martial artists. She always has a defensive thing going on. Um, the ability to blow terrain for flat damage, like she just has a really nice uh, toolkit overall. Uh, but the other one that's been um, really, really uh, doing it for me recently is uh, Samuelson, actually. Oh, uh, yeah. Captain America. Uh, he's been really, really terrific. His shield throw is, like, crazy good uh, because you get displacement, you get ricochets, uh, it's flat power, so, like, he isn't that dice-reliant um, to go and try to flip points. And just, like, long movers uh, at the moment, I think, are uh, super, super important for how the new uh, shapes um, uh, ended up being. So uh, he's been really awesome for me uh, recently. Uh, I forgot to say, um, I think Proxima's more worth considering. Like, even if you don't want to play Corvus, like, just set that aside for just a second. Yeah. I think... Proxima has a lot of value for us as a harder to kill three threat like that invulnerability is really sweet she's still mm -hmm. a long mover she can add to that like move and still get on the midline points like and she brings an energy attack um, I think there's I think there's a lot to like there as well that's something I want to test some more yeah uh, the one thing I'm not super uh, sold on Proxima at least on paper I think her kit is great, but I feel she might struggle a little bit with power generation, especially on pay to flips, uh, because you need to get those strikes going if you want to like flip, double move, flip. Um, gets a little trickier, uh, but I can see like I wouldn't fault anybody for playing Proxima and X Men. I think she's a solid splash and definitely worth considering. Um, let's talk five threat splashes for just a moment. Like, obviously, Jugs was the go-to um, yeah. as the year went on. Where are you kind of settling with five threat splashes? Still a thing? Still Jugs? Not a thing? What, what are your thoughts? I am not sure. Like, um, when whenever there's big meta shifts, usually the, the way I uh, try and evaluate uh, big changes, like uh, the crisis is to quote-unquote come back to your boots so first thing i did is try to play a 10 man uh, 10 uh affiliated character roster just see how it goes and shrink it down uh when i either didn't like or di uh, didn't think a character was fitting in the roster so uh i tried playing a lot more cable than gene uh before moving back to splashes uh like juggernaut so i feel uh, the meta right now is super friendly for both Cable and Gene, but um, at least at the moment, if you're play if you're splashing a five, I would still probably splash Juggernaut just because like he fits in so well with everything else. Uh, but wouldn't fault anyone for not playing him. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And I think a part of that is just Logan, right? Like, yeah. we used to play all threes, and so at 17, we were perfectly happy to bring in a five. Um, yeah. And now I, I do think we're a little bit more likely to be playing um, two fours and three threes. 
at 17. And so our desire to have a five is less common. And we're probably playing one more four than usual, possibly. And so the idea of playing three fours at 18, 18. also totally fine for us at the moment. Yeah, that's what I've been doing for the most part at 18, like just playing uh, Storm, one affiliated three, more often than not, or a splash if needed. Um, Logan Rogue, and a splash four, and it's been uh, terrific so far. Yeah, that's been a very very similar spot for me, especially with the way that the extracts have laid out. Um, I've just needed... Uh, needed really specific characters to go after different points and whatnot and, you know, just, like, wanting to play Logan, but then also wanting, like, a Panther or a Sabretooth that can go grab a midline extract for me that's going to be one of my, like, extract holders that people don't really want to go after. And, yeah, just end up playing a little bit more fours than I used to. So let's go ahead and take that segue and talk about extracts of choice for X-Men. This is a this is an interesting one because I think there's a few different directions you could go, but I'm I'm curious, Simon, what 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 extract direction have you been leaning? Um, that was the wildest thing for me, right? Since the extracts are the senator type that changed the most, yeah. uh, I really started from scratch. Like I've tried almost all of them um, in the new meta, and I think there's, uh, in my opinion, there's two. Uh, ways or, like, uh, builds you could probably aim towards with X-Men. Uh, I think there's one where you can still play uh, uneven number of extracts to uh, leverage as much as you can uh, the initial X-Men jump to grab a center extract and uh, gain a VP lead that way, so you'd keep um, you'd keep Spider-Infected, you'd keep Cube, uh, maybe play Montessi, maybe play Deadly Legacy, uh, and like try to play uh, to, to leverage that jump for uh, extra kind of advantage. Uh, the second one uh, would probably fall uh, would fall into uh, playing an even number of extracts. So uh, because uh, for those that played X Men a lot with uneven extracts, when you were uh, losing Pryo, uh, more often than not you would play on your extracts since like the vast majority of affiliations don't want to see your pay to flips uh, and ended up like a little on the back foot if uh, the opposing player had a way to safely grab it, uh, grab the extract and move back. Uh, so the other way um, I could see someone building their extract list is to go for all evens. So you play like uh, hammers, paranoia, uh, I can see someone playing scrolls um, and like just try to uh, still leverage that tempo of being able to center grab and run away uh, and work towards uh, winning the secures since X-Men has a lot more mobility, uh, they have a fair amount of displacement and try to grab the win that way. And I think there's merit to both and in my opinion so far, having played like maybe 15-20 games each way, uh, I think it uh, comes down to personal preference, right? Um, the argument for uneven extract is that it uh, enables you to score and end the game quicker, um, but is a little more double-edged if you're playing against another team that has extract shenanigans. Uh, the uneven, extra- the even extracts has the advantage of not putting you on the back foot if you're on your extracts and uh, the other team can safely grab it. 
but it puts a little more pressure on the rest of your team to uh, score the secures and um, break parity. Yeah, I I can see all of that. Yeah, it's. I mean, I think I still lean towards the same rough. Well, not the same, but like. Cubes, spiders, hammers is still a perfectly reasonable choice for me. Absolutely. Um, but I like paranoia a lot, and I like um, scrolls a lot. Um, I would say one of the interesting things that I've noticed is it feels like, say, X-Men are good enough at paranoia that sometimes I'm not playing the secure game nearly as strong as I would have before because I don't need to. Yeah. Right? Where it's just, if I'm just going even on the secures... I just know that I have good, like, I have ways to stop them from scoring an extra point um, at some point with the extract game just because of, like, Logan's ability to murder people, like, whether that's the extract holder or that's the person within range two, and I can break parity that way. Yep. Um, and then, then sometimes I take a secure check, you know, if I need to, but it's, like, it's not even necessarily a requirement. Like, I just, if I see paranoia in general, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm super fine with it. Yeah. Um, almost to the extent I'm... Um, if you're bringing paranoia, you better be fucking good at it. Yep. Uh, entirely agreed. Okay. Well, uh, I don't think we need to hammer in the, the crisis any any harder than that. I feel like that's 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 the gist. But listeners, you know, that gives you a, a baseline of where we would recommend testing. Um, there's probably some different directions. Like, obviously, if you're playing X-Men Red or something, like, this could mean... A, a, there could be a totally different... Oh, yeah. Totally absolutely. different setup. Um... Okay, so from there, let's 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 get into a little little more speculation town. So let's talk new stuff for a minute. And what I mean by that is, I'm going to say, um, let's include uh, Apex, um, yep. Rhino, um, Agent Venom, Spider Woman. This this stuff that's like just come out. Um, how, how much do we think this stuff impacts? Uh, impacts X-Men, both from opponents playing it and maybe us splashing it. What do you think? I think uh, it gives more options, right? Um, so far, uh, what I really like, especially like Rhino's the first one I'm going to bring up, just because he's a 65mm base, that's something X-Men always wants. And um, I think right now, especially, we talked earlier by uh, playing 18, playing two threes and three fours. I think Rhino fits super well in that slot. So having like Storm, uh, random three threat, Rogue, Logan, Rhino, I feel is a pretty like terrorizing squad to put on the field. Um, so I could see myself playing Rhino uh, even over Doctor Voodoo, especially uh, with uh, his tactics card. Uh, this is a robbery, <laughs> just because he's so crazy mobile. Uh, he has a size 4 throw, so combine uh, that, if you're playing Rogue 2, you have two size 4 throws available uh, pretty easily. Rhino's not at all power hungry. Um, he, with DR and uh, cover, he's super resilient, and uh, grabbing that extra power from each damage he takes uh, makes him super efficient. Um, I really like him on pay to flip, uh, more than I is initially thought, because I was a little... Um, let's say reasonably whelmed by his 332 uh which makes him like not incredible on pay to flip but he's mobile enough and uh generates power well enough that it's not really an issue like he'll make with 
uh, quantity over quality. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm looking forward to testing him out. Um, I I do wait until I have the physical model, but good yeah. chance I'll be picking him up here pretty soon. And uh, I'm looking forward to testing him. The robbery is a fucking great card. I think like the duo Pyro Rhino is pretty strong. Like, um, yes, it does cost you two tactics cards, which is, which is pretty taxing, especially in Axeman. Um, but uh, it's a really, really solid combination of uh, scenario plays. Yeah, um, I uh, I agree. As for Apex Predator, um, I don't think he's good in Axeman. Uh, and I'll explain my reasoning, just because he's a little slow to get going, and uh, if you need him to interact on first or on the first turn, uh, he can be a little dirty, especially if you're, uh, the opponent ignores him. Um, he's a little too slow to start for my taste, especially if the game only lasts three or four turn. uh, turns. Um, he's... I think I prefer, in Axeman specifically, the original Sabretooth to, to Apex Predator. He, I think he just um, um, complements the roster better, the, the the affiliation better. I can see that. I mean, obviously I uh, tried him and did end up playing, uh, going back to the OG because I wanted that long move. Um, but I will say, if you like the model and like you're trying to make a Weapon X slash X-Men, I think he's still solid. Like yeah. if he's, I liked him as an extract holder, like as a guy who grabs an extract and is like, do you really want to fuck with me? And he, he's perfectly solid because most people don't want to fuck with him. Yeah. I think if, uh, yeah, uh, you said probably the, um, you brought up probably the best case I think for putting Apex Predator in your roster is uh, if you do a Weapon X X-Men uh, split. So uh, if you want, if you need a more control team, you play the X-Men side. If you need a more brawly attrition team, you pivot to Weapon X. And since you have like a fair amount of, of overlap characters with Logan, Domino, X-23, um, Sabretooth fits super well uh, in that affiliation. Like Sabretooth, Apex Predator with a dossier is really scary. When he gets those rerolls and that long move, he becomes like a monster. Really, fast. <laughs> yes, you're just like uh, you just can't fuck with him. All right. Well, uh, what do you think about Agent Venom? Any any place in any place in X Men? If you would have asked me that question before Logan came out, I would have said maybe. Um, because I really like his stat line. He has a really solid toolkit with his place, range for attack, uh, no defensive modification. Um, like, he has a really nice toolkit. His spender is also, uh, at least on paper, looks super, super strong. Now I think he... Um, I don't know. Uh, I'll have to try him out. Like, that's my rule of thumb for uh, every miniatures game and, like, every model that comes out. I just want to put them on the table, see how different they are from uh, my prior assumptions or from at least what I like or don't like on paper. Um, but so far on paper, I'm, I'd am i say I'm reasonably whelmed for him as a splash. I think there's a few characters I would grab before Agent Venom. Uh, yeah, I think I... he's bad. Like, I think he's a super strong character. And uh, Oh, also, I just want to give props to AMG. Like, the f last maybe five or six, four threats 
have all been terrific. Like, uh, great yeah, in affiliation, super, super sometimes you splash. Like, I think they've hit, like, the solid spot of how to design for threat, and it shows. Yeah, that's definitely definitely making huge, huge ground there. And I, I think I agree with you on Agent Venom. I think he's going to have some interesting places. I don't think that's going to be X-Men. Yep. But you, you made a really good point, and I, I want to just kind of hit hit it home with an extra, like, swing, is that, you know, if that's something that you as a listener are like, I want to try Agent Venom in X-Men, like, go ahead and do it. Yep. Like, there still could be value there that we don't necessarily see. Like, just because we're, mm-hmm. you know, recording doesn't necessarily mean we see everything. Yep. You, If you're looking like you only get in limited games and you want to try to cut down on things that maybe, you know... M- you know, might not be as productive of use of your time. That's kind of what we're here for. Um, and so if you're just going, all right, I need a, I can't test everything. Will you help me, help me narrow things down a little bit. Then I think that maybe agent venom is not something that you prioritize. If you fucking love the character and you love X-Men, put him in X-Men. We break characters all the time. (laughs) So it, it could still work, but, uh, all right, we're going to talk about my girl now. Uh, Spider-Woman. Holy shit, am I excited for this character, and does she look like a great splash for X-Men? Because, you know, like, you look at her card, and, uh, if you haven't seen, like, listeners, someone in, uh, I think Austria found the card, um, or got a pack some way or something, and that's how we, we know what she does, but maybe by the time this episode comes out, that, uh, AMG will have put out the panel to play, so that it's kind of officially known, but, man, when you have a stealth character with martial artist, you're like, wow, the only weakness is someone attacking her at range three. And Storm is like, I got you, girl. Yep, <laughs> you know, let's cover. do this together. Um, um, yeah. Long mover um, for physical defense, a way to help with extract control. Like, I, I love her. Where, where, do you, where are you at with Jessica? Honestly, and uh, that may be a little shock, but I... Super down on Jessica and X Men. What? I, th- I think her kit is great, but on paper, I feel she's gonna have a hard time using it, just because she has a five die builder uh, with uh, regular power gen, no dice mods, and like um, folks are down on Cyclops for having similar power generation issues. And being as tanky as she is, she is not going to generate as much power as other characters uh, by being attacked. And I think that makes her worse for it than X-Men. I really love her kit, but I also don't think X-Men is a good home for her. Interesting. We may have to, we'll have to remember to revisit this conversation at some point, maybe a couple months down the road or something, and see uh, if I've swung your way or if you've swung my way. Because uh, I, I I love her. Because obviously I was talking a lot about wanting a uh, wanting a long mover, you know. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that kind of bugged me a little bit about Sabretooth was that he's not the four physical defense. Um, but you know, I, I was also thinking in my head with like the addition of sword, right? And like now I think triple, like kind of the, I call it the triple B, where it's you know BB plus sword, yep. maybe a more common setup. I'm like, man, I would really love to also have another stealth character in my roster that could be on the side with Storm that could be like, fuck you, Groot, you know? Like, you don't get to shoot anybody. 
Um, and so I just she just she takes a lot of boxes for me. So I'm going to test it out, and yeah. we'll 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 figure it out one way or the other. Obviously, I haven't played it yet. I'll play her when she comes out, but uh, I'm I'm pretty excited. I really like that box. Like I, I want to say, out of the gates, I think Spider Woman and NJ and Agent Venom is a great box to get if you want like spicy four threat characters to splash. Uh, I think I really big fan of that box. Big fan of the tactics card to come in it. I just don't think X-Men is the right home. Uh, and you mentioned like being uh, stealth, martial artist, long mover. Uh, for me, uh, Mystique fills that spot super well. Like, uh, I'm... Well, I want a three threat as well. Mystique might go in too. We'll, yeah. we'll see. Gotta have a three and a four is my current opinion. Fair. Uh, because for me, like, if you want that type of quote-unquote stat stick, like just being long mover, stealth, uh, a little resilient, um, especially like same thing as as with Agent Venom. Like if you would have asked me, uh, will you splash that character in X Men before Logan? I would have probably said yes. <laughs> now the conversation is different. Like the that uh, right now I'm playing three four threats in my roster. Uh, two of them being Logan and Rogue. So that last four threat splash is heavily contested. Like. Are they on the level of Rogue Logan and things like Rhino, Doctor Voodoo? Like the the bar is so high right now. <laughs> You're, not You're not wrong. That it's like really hard to clear. And I am. You you do have me fantasizing though about playing uh, Storm, uh, Jessica, and Mystique, and yeah. just be like, oh man, like see how see how annoying can I make the ranged game for someone? Um, yeah, like just today, for instance, I played a game on what was it? Uh, hammers and spider portal and like the squad of uh storm domino uh rogue logan and dr voodoo like sounds pretty freaking scary like you're facing that but like what the heck do you do right and, yeah uh yeah it was like she just fights for uh like splash wars i think are harder to fit in now uh, than they ever were yeah, I mean, Rona, Rhino's uh, Rhino's a really good character. It's it's going to be tough. Voodoo, still very good. You know, it's it's going to uh, be a heavily contested spot. Black Panther, still great. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. would you play Spider Woman or Black Panther? It's a tough question to ask. I don't think there's a right answer. Uh, I think it falls down a lot to like play style, uh, uh, meta, uh, whatever complements well your roster. I think there's a lot of uh, I think X-Men right now are probably spoiled for cho- for choices with just, like, how many solid, reliable characters they have access to. That is, like, super hard to fit everything you want. The only part of what you said I disagree with is that I do think that there is a right answer. I'm not sure what that right answer is yet. I'm sure that in three or four months, I will either be like, Jessica Drew is the shit, and I fucking love her in X-Men, <laughs> or I'm going to be like, no, I don't play her at all in X-Men. Like, no. it's going to be one or the two. It, it, I don't think I'm going to have this middle-of-the-road view on her. Like, either it's going to work, or it's not going to work. Yeah, fair. All right. Okay, um... Two more questions before we wrap up the main episode. Um, I want to talk about, and I, I'm going to ask this question, even though I know what your answer is going to be, and it's going to hurt my soul. <laughs> uh, but I'm still going to ask it. And that is, which affiliated X-Men have um, been seeing less play 
for you. Things that maybe were in your rosters before, but have drifted out. Um, what? Because obviously, anytime you get a new release, it means that there's going to be another character that you're not going to play quite as much. Um, and I'm curious, what 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 has that been for you? Who who is like as Logan is seeing more play? Who is the character that you find yourself playing less, or is it multiple? Yeah, uh, whose spot did he take? Right, that's the yeah, answer kinda. to the question. Honestly, and that's probably a little spicy for most people. Uh, the character I ended up cutting for Logan was X twenty three, which I, and I knew you were going to say it, and it didn't didn't make it sting any less. That's my hot take. I don't think X twenty three is good enough anymore for X Men, and that's like the spiciest I'm going to go. Um, <laughs> but she's she's the one I ended up cutting, and like it's nothing against her. Like she has a solid kit, she's reliable, she's mobile. Um, but she, for me, ended up overlapping too much with Domino, and I had to cut either Domino or X-23, and for what I usually bring them on the table for, um, X-23 got to boot. I, I mean, somewhat, like, we have such a great core, you know, you can name, we can list off five X-Men, right, and, like, not even stop talking about A characters, right? You know, you're just like your your first five to fill your roster are just all really good, solid characters. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, part of it has been that because I've been trying to like force stress test Logan, I'm obviously playing less Rogue. Yeah. But I'm also kind of not missing her. She's still good, and if I can fit her in the roster, I would love to. And if I had 15 roster slots, she would almost certainly still make it because I think there's times where I want both, or that I do want Rogue instead of Logan, but. I'm not sure, like, if I had a tournament tomorrow, I'm not sure Rogue's in the roster. Oof. Honestly, I had, the um, my experience was the exact opposite. Like, since Logan came out, I found myself playing significantly more Rogue than before. Um, and, uh, like, that's pretty, uh, like, it's, I think it's really nice that we have, like, both very different experiences, uh, from the same point. Uh, and the same new character. Um, and also, like, I just want to add up, like, if I'm cutting X-23, it should be an indication of, like, just how spoiled for choice yeah. is. <laughs> like, if X-23 is not making my roster as an affiliated piece, uh, it's pretty, like, it's a rich people problem, right? It's, <laughs> it's yep. not really something, like, that's worth complaining about. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, that's that's a it's a good problem to have for sure. Yep. Um, I've personally been loving like playing. I've been playing X twenty three and Logan basically like every game together. Um, that's obviously not something that you always want, um, but in general, I really like having multiple characters that can play exceptional healing. Um, and X twenty three has been one of the better characters. If I need someone to go support the same side as Logan, she can kind of dance inside and out of his threat ranges and. Um, I've just I've I've liked her a lot, um, and I I love I love fast healing. God, it's one of yeah, my favorite superpowers. Healing is really good. Uh, I love having multiple characters that practically med pack themselves almost every round. That's yep. just so good. Um, but you got to make you got to make hard cuts, and they like they they're all good characters at this point. There's no there's no like true filler that we're cutting at this point. It's all all great stuff. Oh no, it's like everything that's on the cutting room floor is a good piece. Yeah. Um, every once in a while, I'm seeing a roster uh, that doesn't have Beast in it. I do think that's a little crazy. Like, 
I feel like Beast... I played one game of X-Men Red without Beast, and I immediately regretted it. <laughs> like, I forced myself to try and play without Beast when the new <laughs> roster came out to, like, just give every X-Men a spin on the new crises. And, um, honestly, I think Beast is just, like... He's always such a workhorse. Like, he just yeah. always does everything you want him to do. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. If... Like, all of the other characters in your roster are, like, Lizard, Nick Fury with Grunts, Long Movers, Rhino. Maybe if, like, the whole rest of the list is a Long Mover or a larger base, maybe he's not needed. But outside of that situation, I feel like B still goes in. Yeah. Oh. Um, all right. Final question for this episode um, and I'll let you choose whether you want me to hot take it first or if you would like to take it. Um, but where do we place X-Men overall in the meta? Is it top five? Is it number one? Is it like one to two? Is it two to three? You know, just kind of a, a rough placement of where where do we think X-Men land? When, what, what are your thoughts? I think right now as things are, X-Men at least for me, makes it easily top three. Uh, before Logan and the new crises, I think uh, X-Men for me was a contender, like, f uh, was comfortably in top three, but never quite enough to aim for that top spot. Now with Logan and the new crises, I think there's an argument to be made that X-Men is the best affiliation in the game. Uh, where I wasn't as confident on it as before both Crisis and Vulcan. Uh, my top three right now, I think uh, Steve Avengers still cracks that list, if only because, like, for the multitude reasons, uh, Avengers good. Uh, but I think, as with every new meta and, like, almost every game, uh, whenever there's a huge meta shift, uh, more control or... Um, uh, more control or scenario affiliations uh, usually take some time to adjust to the meta and like pick their counterattacks and everything. So I think as of now we're not going to see a lot of them, but down the line when uh, the dust is going to settle, I think there's still going to be strong contenders for top dogs. Uh, the other one or two affiliations I could see contesting for that uh, top three slot is uh, Brotherhood. I think Mystique Brotherhood at the moment is one of the teams uh, I'm the most scared of in the new meta. I think they're the one that gained the most from the big switch. And there's a strong argument also to like uh, put them on top. Uh, put them as top dogs. Uh, yeah. yeah. The other one I think I want to like honorable mention is Inhumans, which... As of now, I think makes up to my top five best affiliations in the game. Interesting. We may have to talk about this more because I've been looking back at Black Bolt a lot lately. And I'll, maybe we'll talk about it a little bit in the bonus episode. But he's been... He was a, a short love affair that I had in 2022 and that I got away from. And <laughs> I kind of want to dig into more. So maybe that's something we're going to we're gonna touch on a little bit in the bonus episode. Um I'm not, I like mine. Mine, I don't think is going to be as spicy as saying in humans. Um, I feel like 
LVO is going to be the battle to see um, between Guardians, Brotherhood, and X-Men as, like, who is king shit. Um, And I think those are the front runners for it. Um, My my instinct is is that X-Men cracks the top two, but I'm leaning towards number two. Um, but I think X-Men's popularity is going to be spiking up and I have a feeling like they're going to be a little bit like the Avengers of 2022 and maybe even 2021 where there's going to be good Avengers, there's going to be good X-Men players at every major event now. And, uh, it's something that you actively have to think about. Everyone is going to have to kind of think about what are, what are, what is your plan for X-Men? And so I think X-Men are going to impact list design in general and crisis selection and that sort of thing. And maybe they don't break into being like the best roster, but they're going to be a, a solid contender. And I, I, I really can't, Im- I, I can't imagine something hitting the game right now that changes that. Uh, I'm going to go uh, maybe a little further. I think uh, they're going to impact uh, roster design from now on. I think they're strong enough and have displayed frequently enough that they're uh top tournament material that uh, they're going to be factored in as much as um, criminal syndicate with scoundrels, let's say. Like, it's a matchup you're always going to have to think about, um, even if you don't necessarily play it. Like, it's going to impact your, like, turn zero and uh, roster design. Yeah, I wonder if it's seriously going to be a thing like, Nobody else plays pay to flips because of X Men, or like nobody else wants to bring paranoia because of X Men. Like, I'm wondering how much conversations are going to happen like that over the course of 2023. Uh, I'd caveat maybe to put like an asterisk for Asgard. I think they're probably the the one team besides X Men that's comfortable on pay to flip, and that can can give them a run for their money. I will say I was ready to test that out and I tried some Asgard and I don't think they're there right now. Maybe maybe Beta Ray Bill and Ulick can change that, but yep. prior to those characters releasing, I'm I'm not worried. I if I were an X-Men player, I would not be worried about Asgard <laughs> at all um at, at LVO. But uh I am thinking Shield, this could be a big year for Shield after it's not going to be at LVO. I think Shield's so good, but I'm not sure if Shield cracks the top five at LVO. But I think with if Jessica Jones and um, uh, Agent, Agent Venom, because they both have like Shield. Uh, Jessica Drew. What did I say? Did I say uh, Jessica, Jessica Jones? Jones? I've been playing too much Marvel Snap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It, both both of them have the potential to be in uh, in Shield, yep. right? Like they both have a history of working with Shield, and so if they both make the affiliation list, I think that opens up a lot for for Shield, and they could be a like a top five contender easy um, by like say Adepticon meta that sort yep. of thing. I can um, see it. like for me that's where the Agent Venom Spider Woman box falls in. I think it's going to be. Uh, same as Logan, right? They're, I think both those characters, if they're affiliated with the teams uh, we think they are, so for Spider-Woman, let's say Hydra, S.H.I.E.L.D., 
and Web Warriors, uh, Agent Venom, Guardians of the Galaxy, Shield, and Web Warriors. I think for all those three affiliations for each, they are gonna be roster defining. That's my hot take. Um, Ooh, I like it. But I don't think they're gonna see much splash after uh, the like new hotness thing has passed. We'll see on Jessica. I like Jessica, but. All right. Well, I think that's going to be a good spot to wrap up the main episode. Um, Simon, uh, you know, I always appreciate you coming on, talking X-Men tech with me, a fellow cultist yep. um, is what we're <laughs> becoming known as, and I'm totally fine with it. Um, but you have an excellent blog. You want to point the listeners that direction? Yep. Uh, so I have an X-Men dedicated blog that uh, just is all around uh, things for X-Men from uh, character review, battle reps, uh, tips and tricks on how to play X-Men. Um, so it's called mcpfirstclass.blogspot.com. Uh, you can also find me and uh, DM me on Discords. I'm on most MCP Discords. Uh, you've probably, if there was some mention of X-Men at some point, I've probably been there. <laughs> uh, yep. And yeah, you can get a hold of me pretty easily on Discord if you want to talk X-Men. I'm always down to talk shop. Sweet, and you're gonna be an LVO. We're gonna like we're gonna meet in a couple of weeks. Yes, and I'll probably grab, hopefully, grab a beer. <laughs> I absolutely want to. There, there will probably be much more desire for me to go get beers with people than will happen because of um, yeah, event running. running event. But um, yes, but I, I am planning to sneak away at least one evening, and so I have I have a mission to get a beer with you, Simon. Absolutely. I think what we ought to do, and that may be too big of a plan, uh, uh, too big of a thing to plan, but do a um, summit at the top for X-Men with both you, me, Ghostier, and Jesse from Fury's Fire. We should get a, we should get a picture together, at the very least. Get, uh, yep. get the four of us together, you know, uh, having us all at one convention, which is just going to be sweet. And I, I do want to do an episode with all four of us in the future, um... And maybe it could have been this, but maybe it'll be something like post um, post LVO. Maybe after season the first, you know, I think season ten, season X of TTS. Yep. Maybe we we talk about X Men or something at that point. Get the get the whole boy band together. Oh yeah, I'm here for it. Okay, all right, listeners. Well, I'm going to wrap things up there, and I'm just going to say the most OP thing that you can do is uh, find out that you made your girlfriend hate Logan more than Thanos. (laughs) Yeah, that discussion happened. (laughs) Later, nerds. 